Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, sports fans, and thank you for listening to the TTM Sports Show. The sports podcast that's by the fans, for the fans. Where you can guarantee explosive debate. Trending topics big interviews and guests and regular uploads proudly sponsored by prestige paving and patios and anstis grounds and gardens so strap yourself in for the latest episode of the ttm sports show good evening and welcome to the ttm sports show my name is james Hounsell. Uh, my name is james harrison and we are here now, James, episode 61, um, rattling on into the year. We've, we've, got a, we've got a good one tonight. We've got a special guest tonight, James, haven't we? Yeah, we have. We've got um, Matt Jarvis back on the show. Um, Matt, I'm sorry I can't give you any more enthusiasm in my voice at the moment because I'm uh, under the weather still with, with COVID. It was up to James last night to uh, be with Mark Holsey alone, um, which was good. But to be fair... We've got the main man back on the show. So uh, you've got the pair of us tonight, which is what we want. Matt Jarvis, welcome back to the TTM Sports Show. How are you? Thank you very much. I, don't worry. I think I, I had an, an amazing introduction last time I was on the show. So I, I will let you off as you're still recovering. So <laughs> not problem. Thank you very much. Indeed. <laughs> Matt, um, how you been doing as James just said, but you've been busy. Have you been up to much? Um, seen you doing a little bit on Sky Sports. Did you do the Gillette Soccer Saturdays as well and, and also in the midweek games? Um, that must be quite fun to do. Do you know what? It's, it's great. I, um, you know, if I can't play, there's nothing better than, you know, still talking about it and still being involved. So, yeah, I've done a few of the Sky Sports News games, um, done a couple. I did the, um, <clears throat> what's called like the early kickoff for Sky Sports News in like, half seven in the morning which was quite cool talking about transfers as well so 
<clears throat> it's just it's just nice to be involved in it still. I think that's you know when when you can't play anymore, you just want to still be involved in it. So that's what I've been doing, which has been great. Um, and obviously, you know, it's been over Christmas. I've had the kids off, so it's uh, so that's been a minefield in itself. <laughs> Absolutely. When when um when you go in to do the media bits, Matt, and you you'll be sat there on you know on Sky Sports News, you've got a panel, and you might have you know Clinton Morrison might be in that day as well. Is it is it like? Do you have sort of like a like a lot of banter and that still amongst the lads, like as if you know, as if it's dressing room that sort of thing. Um, you know, lighthearted, obviously, but you know, and do you get good banter with like the other guys, like the presenters and stuff, like one, off air and talking? One, is it is it yeah, good crack? One hundred percent, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, as far as the the guests go, um, you know, they're all sort of ex players or you know male or female so they all all had that dressing room banter and that's what they miss as well so yeah there's always a bit of banter before but it's nice to see everyone because um you know when you're used to playing against you know not the same player but obviously playing against them week in week out so it's it's nice to see them on a regular basis and um as far as the presenters yeah they're 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 great um i mean they try we try to do sort of a bit more fun try and make it a bit more fun on air as well but um yeah so sometimes it's a lot easier when it's when it's off air <laughs> was it um was it incredibly nervous just uh, just going well off topic as as my mind sometimes does but the first time um, you you go on to sky sports and you go behind that big desk it's one hell of a big desk and i look at that desk sometimes and i think oh there's a little keyboard that's mounted inside of it or anything is it is it as intimidating as it looks and then you look across the the desk out to the back and all the cameras rolling in front of you do you think you you have probably one of two thoughts one of them wow i'm i'm you know in deep here or the second one is i am the dog's dangly bits basically (laughs) i'm on sky sports news right now i think i think it's more the first one saying what am i doing (laughs) but no it's it's great i mean i do remember the first time i did it it was you know you're sat there and you've got like cameras everywhere you've got the the uh, videographer you know with just all the screen everything what they're saying so you can sort of you can see and it says like Matt Jarvis and you think, right, they're coming to me next. So you're trying to get prepared, but there's so many things going going through your mind about, you know, trying to find out what they're going to be asking you about. You've done your, your, your sort of preparation before with, with the main talk, talking points, but they could be throwing a little bit of curveball. They sometimes you go on and they go, all right, just before we go and we're going to talk to you about this. And you're like, all right, great. So you've got quickly try and plan and think of something, but um, it's, it's great. I was definitely nervous the first time I did it, but the more you do it, you just the more relaxed you get, and um, and hopefully you can handle most questions that get asked at you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think it would be pretty cool knowing that all those league tables would be directly to your left. Uh, you know, as you look back on the screen, <laughs> I would, I might just ring them up and just say, "Look, one day only, um, get me on there, quarter past three in the morning to talk about PJ Tour <laughs> golf." I'm more than happy to get on that. Um, James, going to you again. Yeah, um, speaking of the Sky Sports News and the news and sports news in general, um, one of the big talking points, Matt, and it's been very contentious on, on this particular show uh, between me and James, particularly around the Liverpool situation with James being a Liverpool fan, obviously, um, is the COVID situation in football at the moment. Um, the postponements, I think it's now we're up to 22 Premier League games have been postponed this season. Um, unprecedented. Um, where do you stand on it, Matt? Are you of, are you in the camp of people that would say 
let's just get the games played? Or are you on the side of, um, let's say, the managers and probably a lot of the players? That if, if, if you haven't got your best team or if you physically can't play, you know, where do you draw the line? Um, where do you sit? Where do you sit on that one, Matt? Is it on the fence? No, no, it's not on the fence. I know you've had strong opinions and, and to be honest, I'm with you. I, um, I totally agree. You have a, you have a squad of players. If, if like, don't get me wrong, if your training ground has been shut down, you know, you've got a massive outbreak, you've got training grounds been shut down 100% getting called off, you know, for safety, everything that that's fine. When you've, got, when you've, when you've, when you've got one or two players that uh, are out and, <clears throat> then you've got a few injuries. Maybe you've got people away. You know, just, just, there's so many other things that keep, that keep coming up. Maybe suspension or something like that that you think, oh, we need him for that next game. And you're trying to get games called off. That's just not acceptable for me. You have you have a squad of players. And if a few of them first team players that are starters aren't available, then unfortunately that it sh- game should carry on. You've got a youth team. You've got all of these players that are in your squad that you can that you can use. And to be to be honest, I had a had a conversation. Me and my mates got this group, and someone chucked in about um, you know games were called off uh, just before the transfer window, and and now they're getting played now. And because of COVID and different things, is it fair to have the players that have come in that have been bought? in the transfer window to play in them games that were supposed to be played before. And there was a big sort of talking point on that. But for me, like as long as the, as long as, as long as the training ground's not closed, then the play, the game should be, game should be played. Um, yeah. If, if there's a big outbreak, then I'm all for keeping everyone safe and, and, and postponing the game. But you're, you're talking about if players have got COVID, any other reason like injuries and African cup of nations and things like that, there's no way the game should be called off. No way. It should just be purely and simply if, if it's a, a COVID outbreak, then yes, that's fair enough. But anything else, no. Game should be played. You've got enough players and squad and that's what that's what it's there for. If you're in the under 23s, Matt, and this is in, uh, you know, a few years ago and you're in the under 23s at Gillingham or somewhere like that. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, there was a, a similar situation. Would you be thinking to yourself, Right. Okay. I got a chance here. I might better get to make my debut. Um, maybe get a bit of experience, get myself in the team, show that I'm a good character. I can help out when in, in desperate times. Um, One and and then you you know it, I know um, it's easy to say oh, but you can't chuck a 17 year old into play Premier League football. But like you said, what what are these people there for? Um, that, that's you know you've just got to take it and go with it. One hundred percent. You know, everyone gets their chance because someone's got injured, someone's suspension, someone. You know, that's the only reason why you get a chance. So this is the perfect opportunity. You know, there's there's another way. If I was a player in the twenty threes, I would be desperate for these games to be called or uh, to be carried on, so I can get yeah. on the bench, I can make my debut, and you never know what happens after that. That's what that's when you get these opportunities as youngsters. You look at so many players that have. You know, for instance, I know this is you know, way, way back, but Wayne Rooney making his debut, I bet it wasn't because, you know, the, there was four or five other strikers in his way. One of them would have been injured. Someone maybe suspended. He yeah. would have got a chance because of that. And then you know, you're telling me that, that 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 game may be called off because they had a couple of injuries. It never should have been the case. So mm. you, you need you need to take your chance when you get it. And, that, uh, and these are the prime moments where a couple of youngsters can get an opportunity to play. Yeah, 
totally yeah, I agree. agree with, um, with the Arsenal. On, they they sent they sent out um, they sent out a couple of players on loan. That was yeah. um, they they were very very quick to throw ammunition towards Liverpool. The fact that the matter remained, yeah, they had false positives. Is there a conspiracy behind it? I I don't know. I don't think we'll ever know. I I don't think that they would do a club of that size would you know would I don't personally I don't think it would happen. Um, they then obviously Arsenal fans chucked a lot of stick towards Liverpool for that, and then you know they sent two players out on loan. And within 48 hours of that Liverpool match, or even 24 hours, they had to put in an application to have the Tottenham match um, took apart. I, I just, I, with the, I think with the Arsenal one, there's something not quite right. But when you look at Burnley, um, Liverpool, a couple of other clubs, I think a couple of clubs have been genuine in, in doing it. But if you have to, ch- I agree, if you have to close the training ground, you know, you don't do that uh, on a whim. You, you just wouldn't do that. So I, I think um, James tweeted the other day, rightly so, that, Pandora's box has now probably been opened and and what they're doing now is saying yep okay you know we're we're missing two or three key players let's just chuck it and we'll play it in a few weeks when we've got our best team but uh, I don't think there's no real way to solve it I think they've just got to take it on a match by match by match basis and you're right you know if, if Liverpool would have had to have played with a 15 year old goalkeeper in goal then it's it's harsh. It's extremely harsh. But we turned up at Aston Villa 18 months ago um, and, you know, narrowly lost there in the Carling Cup where we're in the Qatar um, World Club Championship. So we've done it before. It's happened before. But I suppose it's just the luck of the draw. But um, James, moving on, what, what else have we got? Yeah, I'm actually glad you agree with me on that, Matt. I wasn't, I wasn't sure whether you were going to or not, but... Um... I'm pleased about that. It comes down to two, uh, there's two different types, in my opinion, of uh, football fans now these days. And and you've got your football purists, uh, people like us who would just play the games. Um, you know, just the game is the game. Let's get a game on. And then you've got the football snobbery, the football snobs. And that's people who can't bear to play a game with anything less than a fully fit team and you know it's the it's the people running the clubs and it's and it's at the end of the day and it's all it's all like that but I'm rambling on about that anyway but I feel strongly about it um moving on to something nicer World Cup year Matt um nobody knows uh, anything more about playing for England than you because you have and we haven't going into a World Cup year England's chances I would say we're, we're probably in the top six going into the World Cup of, of teams. I think we're comfortably in the top six. Um, I think it's a big ask to go over into Qatar and, and actually win the World Cup. I don't think it's going to be as straightforward as people think. Um, where do you see England's chances? Um, it's a bit of a vague question, I know, but no, look, I what to- are the key I- areas for you? Yeah, I, to- I totally agree with you. It's going to be a difficult ask, purely and simply because if you would have asked me this question straight after the Euros, I would have said we had a really good chance. I feel like this season... There's been loads of different things with injuries. Players are out of form. There's players at clubs that aren't playing. So this this sort of window in the summer will be huge for for actual players to go out and show what they're capable of. I think Southgate has shown in the past that he's more than happy to pick people on form rather than names. So I think there's still loads of opportunities for these players that potentially aren't playing week in, week out for their clubs to have an opportunity to go and shine maybe if they get a move in January or in the summer. 
uh, with regards to where it's going to be won, I think conditions are going to be hugely important. You know, it's, it's not going to be easy, the temperature, everything about it. These players are probably not going to be used to that. Um, so that's going to be difficult. I think key areas, uh, goalkeepers, huge. I think Pickford's, he's been, he's been great for England. I don't think you can really fault him too much uh, for his England performances. You can always say he's been a bit up and down for Everton, but I think for England, he's always been, he's always been there or thereabouts. So, um, Ian Poulter of, uh, of the England football team. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I totally agree with you there. Yeah, he hasn't ever let you down in a tournament. There you go. Um, but the, after that, you know, Harry Kane's got to be firing. Um, and I think he sort of does for England. Um, he started obviously slow. There was a lot of thing in the Euros, but he showed his worth. And he, he you know, he's he's a fantastic player, goal scorer. Um, so it's going to be key for him to be fit and well. And then you've just got an abundance of young, impressive players that it's just about form for me. You've got like, you know, Trent at the moment is is you know, by far the, the best at the moment playing right back. I think oh, I agree. Reese James has been outstanding, uh, but his injury, um, he's out now. He's done his hamstring. I'm not sure when he's going to be back. But again, if he can get back to the... the uh, the form that he was in, he was outstanding. So you've got two amazing right backs there straight away, but you've got so many more and you, you genuinely in midfield, you've got so many different types of talent as well. You look at Declan Rice and, and Calvin Phillips has been injured this season a lot, but he was outstanding for, for England, both of them too. You still got Jordan Henderson. Then you look, you've got, you've got your pick of anyone in the midfield, Grealish, Foden, you know, Madison's, getting back to form. You've got so Mason many. Mount. Mason Mount. I mean, look at all these players. Saka, that we're we can about. go on here. Yeah, exa- exactly. So so the it's, it's purely then going to be picked on form. So mm. that that's why I think, um, you know, it's not necessarily picking, you know, he, Southgate will have an idea of his squad, but every, anything can change. Anything can change uh, up until then. So uh, it's, it's exciting because I think after the Euros, everyone had that back to enjoying watching England again mm. I think before it got yeah. a little bit mundane a bit not boring but it wasn't that excitement of watching and I think the Euros has really brought everyone back again you see all the flags out in all the towns everyone's back to cheering everyone on and it's the whole thing because there was no there was no pressure I suppose on on the on the players and the media were were reasonably good on it so it was um it, you know it gives the enthusiasm to the nation again yeah, I mean, the first thing I did as um, soon as that final finished, about a week and a half after that final, um, I went straight to the FA.com and I signed up to the um, England Supporters Travel Club. Um, that was the first thing I did. And then it's like £75 for two years. And that gives you them first refusal on tickets, basically, to every single England match post-Euros I've been to. And, you know, and with the aim of trying to get to Euro 2024 in, in Germany, really. So where you have one legitimate England cap, I have six fan caps, so uh, you know, absolutely. But I no, thought, uh, I thought you were going to say you went straight on the website and put a bet on them to win the win the World Cup. Oh. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. No, no, um, no, no. I, I think um, with Qatar, yeah. I mean, any realistic football fan who knows the game inside out knows that we're probably not going to win the World Cup in Qatar, and then the the excuse will be weather. However. We've seen it before. If we get a good favourable draw and it's knockout football, anything can happen. If you look at Gareth's record, actually, 
he's done great. And, um, yeah. you know, he's done fantastic. I, I still believe for this crop of players, it would you, you've got to be looking at 2024. The guys would have been together for almost eight, nine years by that time. They're, they're in their early 20s, a lot of them as well. Um, you know, absolutely. And the fact that, that I'll be there, no doubt. Um, <laughs> but but having, having said that, Matt, um, I, I agree with you. Now, would you think a realistic expectation for the England supporters around the world, ex-players, managers, everybody as a nation, would you, would you take a quarter-final appearance or is that downplaying us a bit there? No, I'd take a quarter-final. I think with, with everything that's gone on this year and like you said about you know, the weather and all of these, everything that's been talked about, I, I genuinely feel quarter-final would be, you know, getting back to them, the late, latter stages, I think quarter-final would be <clears throat> something to be proud of still, definitely. I, my personal opinion on the, the World Cup in Qatar is um, how sweet it would be to win the World Cup in, in Qatar. Um, so much been spoken about the, the human rights and everything, you know, everything like that. I think to win it there um, and then you, you know what our guys are like as well. You know there would be some sort of um, gesture or display of some kind which would like, you know, I just think it would be so yeah. sweet to do something like yeah, that. And, you yeah. know... Um, I, you know, I think that's the only positive thing you can look at yeah. playing a tournament in in a place actually, like that. Do you know what? On, on top of that, it just sort of just sort of come into my mind. I think you're you're spot on. If we could do something like that, and then the huge gesture that the players have done with with everything, I think that would be phenomenal. But actually, thinking about it, everyone says when we go into tournaments, all the players are so fatigued. They've had such a long season. All of this is actually could be a, a blessing that. You know, it's going to be just, yeah. you know, after, you know, everyone's going to have a good start to pre-season, get quite a few mm. games in. They're going to be hitting form great fitness wise. And then it's going to be one cup. So, so it, it could potentially be a good time to play for, for us because as we said, everyone always says, oh, they're fatigued. It's been a long season. They're carrying a couple of knocks. Mm. And so potentially could be a good That's one. actually a good point. I didn't think of it from that side, actually. That's a very good, you, you, you're right. Just as a, hitting their stride really in the early season form it could be could be could be just about right and at that time of year harry kane usually plays well so uh we'll be uh, more than more than happy for that seeing exactly. him in the flesh he was um he's been all right but uh yeah he's, yeah all good james what's what's coming up next mate um obviously we're in the january transfer market at the minute matt um Everyone knows it's the most difficult time to make a transfer. It's the most difficult window, especially if you're probably if you're a manager of somebody, you know, like a Newcastle or someone like that. Um, it's it very difficult been. time, but well, you know, <laughs> things have got to happen, haven't they? Um, just on the January transfers, uh, Matt, this is a, um, obviously a tough time to make a deal. You only ever really want to move in January if you're unhappy. Um, I would say with, with, you know, you're not in the team, it hasn't quite gone your way, or if you're looking to maybe move somewhere better, um, like, you know, you might be getting off from the league above or, you know, from, from somewhere else. Um, with a January transfer, why is it so hard to make the move I in think, January? I think the biggest, the biggest thing is, it's because um, it's you haven't got, uh, you know, you haven't got enough time to, bed yourself in in a pre-season get to know the the squad the lads you've just got to get in and hit the ground running so I feel like a lot of a lot of signings 
that get made. For instance, Jesse Lingard is a, is a perfect example. Mm. You know, he's played in the league for many, many years. He had something to prove because he wanted to get in the Euro squad. So it was just the perfect sort of timing and club and everything to just go about and he can hit the ground running because he, he knows the league. That's the biggest thing. When when you're then in the January window and you're trying to buy a foreign player that's never played in the league, you're coming over. It's a January window. No no team wants to lose their best players in January. That's for sure. You know, like Burnley are absolutely gutted. I'm sure that Chris Wood's gone. Not out of their control, of course, but you don't want to lose your best players because it's really hard to replace them because who, who want, you know, especially centre forwards and players like that, you know, you're not going to be able to get the players in that you want if you're selling someone. So that that's ultimately the, the biggest thing is the clubs that don't want to do deals um, selling, you know, buying is a different story. If you're Newcastle at the moment, you've got money and you're going to buy it. The, the, the problem that you're going to come up against, which is exactly what Newcastle are coming up against teams are always going to put their prices up and then, it's just about you know getting to a, a sweet spot for the club to say, do you know what, I'll take that. But I, I have to, I have to say that I think Newcastle have, have been have gone about their transfers very, very well. Um, shrewd signings. Trippier knows the league. That's the biggest thing because they needed players to come in and hit the ground running because they haven't got time yeah. to mess around. So good signing, Trippier. Um, you know, obviously playing for England know the league it's done really well at Atletico so great signing Chris Wood instant player that's got goals on his record playing in the Premier League for many many years knows what he has to do so another good sign yes they paid more than they needed you know should have done for 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 Chris Wood but good signing for me and worst case scenario if they did go down another good player to get them back up yeah, yeah, so that's that, the point on Chris Wood. That's the good point on Chris Wood. Yeah, it's, is um, it'd be a good, good defender, one in the championship anyway. They want, yeah, and that's it's that defender, Carlos. I think. Yeah, that's that, the thing the though. One. It's it's for for a player, you're, you to go into Newcastle. You're looking at the foreign the foreign lads that the, the the guy that um you mentioned. You know, he's I think he said that he wants to go and Seville. Is that is he from Seville? Is yeah, that right? that's right. Yes, yes, yeah. that's right. Yeah, so. That's all down to the club, isn't it? Is if the player wants to go and the club are going no because he's one of their better players, you're then you've got to bump the money up and you're you you you're getting a club at Newcastle that will throw a few more quid in because they desperately need him. So it will be a win-win for both sides in the end. It'll just be it's hard for a, a player to come into the Premier League as a defender, I suppose, um, especially mm. to to come in and fit straight into a team that's struggling and that needs to get some results. So, but they have to make transfers. They have to bring in players because they, 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 they have to stay in the Premier League. Otherwise, you know, it's going to be a really difficult task to, to you should get go for Gareth Bale. Do you know what I mean? Just put, he's not playing for Real Madrid. <clears throat> put a loan together, financial package won't even, you know, touch the sides for him, really. A player who knows the Premier League. Yeah. You never I know. Mean, would, you got to think. Do you, you, do you think he, he would be the right person? Um, what well, we saw mentally, last season, but at financially, times, at, at times last times season for Tottenham, he he still showed that he had a bit in his locker. Um, absolutely, I'm I'm obviously a Tottenham fan, Matt. Um, but you know, I think he probably didn't get the fair crack of the whip. I mean, Mourinho well, I, never I, fancied him. Totally agree. Um, it was totally only really agree. when Mason um, came in, uh, which was at the end of February, um, that that he actually played regularly. Um, the rest of the time he was playing in the in the Conference League or the Europa League group stages and he was banging in sort of two goals a game um, and it, it just went under the radar because it was in the Europa League. 
Um, every his goals to game record was something like eleven goals in eighteen games in the Premier League or something like that. You know, he didn't play a lot of games. You know, yeah. um, so I think Gareth Bale would probably go to Newcastle. And I think he could be a bit of a wild card for for them until the end of the season. I see they tried to get Hazard. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. exactly. Like, you know, I'd rather have Bale than Hazard right now. Uh, <laughs> he's just going to run and just stop. He isn't going to care. <laughs> Let's be honest. Um, great player. Um, I remember him in a Carling Cup final with Chelsea needing to score the penalty to stay in it when Kepa decided not to come off. If you mm. remember, and he ran up yeah. and uh, he penenkered Edison. Um, real balls of steel from him. But obviously, since he's gone to Madrid, whatever's happened's happened. The Madrid curse, maybe. Um, now, obviously, um, we spoke a little bit, obviously, about January transfers, etc. We spoke a bit about England, spoke about COVID and football. It is time for fact or fiction. Now, I have hastily put together. Some questions. I've been frantically looking down at my my phone, thinking, "Yeah, that that's the one. That's the one." So I have been uh, for those listening, because this one's not viewable. This is a listen-only podcast. I have been looking up and down like a a yo-yo. But um, fact or fiction? The last time uh, Matt Jarvis came onto the show, James, can you remind us how you got on against Matt last time? Um, yeah, I was defeated by Matt Jarvis comfortably. <laughs> um, so obviously, Matt can now have the opportunity to try and um, retain his, uh, his, his championship. Um, so, are we ready to play fact or fiction? Of course. Ready to play, are. Matt? Yes. Good stuff. And James, are we ready? I'm always ready. Great stuff. Um, okay, question number one. Uh, we're going to go to you first, Matt. Before Alex Ferguson took over at Manchester United... Aston Villa were more successful than the Red Devils. Is that fact or fiction? Ooh. Um, I'm going to go fiction. Okay. And James? I think it's fiction as well. I can tell you. It's a fact. Um, before Alex Ferguson took over at Man United, Aston Villa were more successful. Fergie took over in 1986, at which point Villa had won seven league titles and FA Cups, three League Cups and the European Cup. Meanwhile, United, though they had won seven titles, they had six FA Cups and a European Cup. Um, it was actually 18-15 in terms of major honours. So after that first one, it's wow. nil-nil. Um, here's the next one um, for those who play football manager sometimes you end up at a random club in the world and you think you can turn their fortunes around and when you're in your own bubble and, you, and it's all happening I, I had this feeling at Aberdeen a couple of years ago as James knows all about I signed Ravel Morrison and I tried to try to make him come good um, so in Gaelic Pitodri the home of Aberdeen roughly translate it translates as Shit heap. Is that fact or fiction, James? Shit heap. Yeah, like a place of manure. Hill of Dung, think, if you like. I think that's uh, fiction. Okay, all right. And Matt? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to say fiction, but I would love it to be fact. <laughs> 
Over the years, fans of Scotland have taken great delight in the fact that it, in Gaelic, Vitodri roughly translates as shit heap. It is a fact. No so after way. two questions, that after two questions, it's nil-nil. That sounded like classic yeah. James Harrison bullshit <laughs> then as well. Like... No, but to be, to be real, it, well, it wasn't it, it was shit heap. It was a fact. Um, <laughs> right, so that was, uh, yeah. Okay, next one. So to you first, Matt. Back back to some more basic stuff here. So Laszlo Kabala um, is the only player to play for three countries as recognised by FIFA. Is that fact or fiction? Um, He is a Barcelona icon. Well, look, we've had two facts, so I'm going fiction. Okay, no problem. What was his name? Laszlo Kubala. I'm going to say fact, and I reckon I'm going to go for. I'm going to go for a bit of a. I'm going to see if I can guess, okay. and it might be completely wrong. But did is he is he obviously played for Spain and Catal- Catalan or Catalonia, and then is he going to have been from like Yugoslavia or something, and previously played for them maybe before they like. Broke up, broke up maybe I don't know well my left I tried to go left field Matt by doing the the three facts first it is a fact oh, and I've tried to do joking. it to catch you all out yeah <laughs> um, he was born to parents of Czech origin in Budapest um, he's a Barcelona icon he played for Czechoslovakia Hungary and Spain now a lot mm. of people will ask well Alfredo Di Stefano actually played for three different nations he played for Argentina Spain and Colombia However, on a technicality, his Columbia caps that were won in the early 1950s came at a time when the country's football association was not officially recognised by FIFA, <laughs> thus giving Kabbalah the, uh, the record. Um, right. Next question. Question number four. What's the score after this? Is it 2-1 uh, one, one to James? 3-2? One, 1-0? One, 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 I think it's 1-1. One, one. I think it's 1-0. It, no, no, I think you got right. the first one right and James got it wrong. Yeah, 1-1. One, one. We'll call it 1-1. One, one. Okay. Um, okay, so... I'm not going to argue with you, Matt. Um, <laughs> former Barcelona and Argentina striker Maxi Lopez, who had the infamous fallout with uh, Mauro Icardi, um, he has six toes. Is that fact or fiction? James. Um, now, around where we live, Matt, which is in Somerset, it's quite often you know many people have the accusation thrown at them that they have six toes it might be because they live in the town next door um it might be because they live in one of the local villages um sometimes we get it said to us even though we're from a reasonably large market town Um, so it uh, so it's not uncommon so i'm going to say that's a fact okay and matt over to yourself um Great to keep it, yeah, I'm just going to just to keep it fun. I'm going to go fiction. It is fiction. Maxi <laughs> Lopez doesn't have six toes. Matt Jarvis is right. It was the voice of reason that got through there. So two one heading into the final question. There is no tiebreaker, so there's going to be a draw or a win. Um, yeah. So basically, Sol Campbell. England's stalwart defender, hero, legend, warrior. 
Towards the end of his career, floated around a few different clubs. He was at Notts County and famously under Sven Bjorn Eriksson and the money that never was. Had a, a brief time at Portsmouth as well. Um, he actually agreed a deal with Fiorentina in Italy, but the deal fell through as the reported £80,000 a week wages was actually £8,000 a week. Is that fact or fiction, Matt? Um... I will go fact. Okay, cool. And James? No, I'm going to go fiction then. I'm going to play a tactical game here. It is fiction. (laughs) So, yeah, that was a complete, you know, I thought Sol Campbell, money, who would go together. So the end of that, it is 2-2. Absolutely. That was a bit different. I'm not going to lie. It was hastily put together uh, (laughs) by a man that would... um, got out the bath and uh, said, yeah, it's fact or fiction done. No, it's not. Right. I better get it sorted. So I was trolling the uh, the archives of the internet and uh, yeah, I completely made up the last two. But um, yeah, so Matt Jarvis still undefeated on the TTM Sports Show at the moment. Um, congratulations, Matt. You are still undefeated, basically. Thank you. Thank you very much. And Damn Jim, you, Sol Campbell. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, James, um, Sol Campbell's biggest fan. Uh, no. Hotspur fan. Well done to yourself as well. No, um, thank you very much. Obviously, just to have on record, I am not Sol Campbell's biggest fan. In fact, I'm one of his least uh, biggest fans. But anyway, less said about him. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Matt, um, you've also got another record tonight. You are, you actually have the most uh, appearances on the TTM Sports Show of any guest ever. So this is your third appearance tonight. Um, oh. So we really appreciate you. Presenting um, always... me with a match ball, are you? Uh, unfortunately, uh, yeah, that's in the post, that one. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know, we appreciate you giving up your time for us. Um, appreciate you. you coming on. You know, you've always talk, talk a lot of sense. Um, it's good to see you, uh, you, you on the telly as well now a lot more. Um, I always see you on there and think, yep, yeah, that's Matt. I'm, I'm glad to see him. You know, he knows what he's on about. Um, so Thank that's that's always much. good. So we're very grateful to have you, Matt. And we hope we hope we can uh, we can catch up again with you in the future. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you very much. No worries. Um, so James, that's that's episode sixty one. We're uh, we're rattling through. We've got the target of one hundred and fifty podcasts in the year. Um, taking the foot off the gas a little bit James have we due to your COVID or are we still we still going strong for that well we're still ahead of the game at the moment so the listeners will want to know how many we've done this year well I think we're on about nine or ten so far this calendar year so that's not too bad but you know health comes first but aside from that that'll be it for this episode of the TTM Sports Show and we'll be back again with our resident Newcastle fan tomorrow night Hello sports fans and thank you for listening to the TTM Sports Show. The sports podcast that's by the fans, for the fans. Where you can guarantee explosive debate, trending topics, big interviews and guests and regular uploads. Proudly sponsored by Prestige Paving and Patios and Anstis Grounds and Gardens. So strap yourself in for the latest episode of the TTM Sports Show. Podcast Network. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.